This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Would you look at that? We're springing ahead and rolling right into hour two of Kelly and Ramia. I'm Ramia Amadin. I'm Kelly McDonald. And I want to tell you about March 17th. Put it in your calendars, especially if you live in the Calgary area, because if you're interested in being part of a television studio audience, your opportunity is here. AMI original series by Hook or by Cook is filming two episodes in Calgary. That's double the fun because it's two episodes. That's again Friday, March 17th, and you're invited to participate. This is what the day includes for you. Taking your picture taken on the red carpet, refreshments, meet and greet with Bruce Cook and other cast members, a gift bag valued at $75, and Dave Brown, because Dave Brown is hosting these two episodes, so you can join him for all that fun on March 17th. If you want to reserve a spot or to find out more information, email info at ami.ca. That's our general info line, info at ami.ca. All right, Kelly, what do we have next? Sorry, I'm just finishing an email, taking the 17th off so I can go to Calgary Wait. and be part of the studio audience. Been part pay, of the pay for yourself. That'd that be fun. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I'll put a word in with Bruce and we'll see. Okay. You know, what do you think? I do know some people you know. Right, Sometimes. Right. Yeah. I know this guy, and this guy would, you know, he'd give me a free ticket to anything he was involved in. Uh, folks, it's time to check in with one of our committee reporters, Mathieu Rochette. He joins us with news from Montreal, Quebec, including Montreal Canadiens. Anyway, sorry, uh, we've got other things to talk about. No sense wasting time with that. How are you, pal? Uh, I'm, I'm already <laughs> waiting for uh, the first draft pick of this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was thinking one, of you at Chesley tra- will uh, be great as well. Well, yeah, and I was thinking of you at trade deadline. By the way, yeah, I, thinking, I know. Huh? What are y'all doing? Incredible. What are they going to do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's get into another sport, though. <laughs> something that you enjoy immensely: international chess tournament for the blind and vision impaired. Sweet. Wow, we we've talked a little bit with you about what's going on in the amazing players out there. What's this all about? Yeah. All right, so uh, this is, of what I know, the first international blind chess happened in Canada. And lucky it's happening in here in Montreal, in Quebec. It's at the Maison de Sport et Loisirs on Lac of Boulevard. It's on the March 25th and 26th. And now I know, I know, and I'll be maybe disappoint you guys because, you know, I love chess really so mm-hmm. much. But I'm not impressed on this historically first blind international qualification, by the way, for the next world chess in Greece in next October. I, uh, I have a lot of question about it. Six months ago, I heard there was a rumor that the, this tournament will happen in March. So six months ago. Um, we just received the notice a month before. <gasps> oh. The oh, my. So n- that's so when you got confirmation, basically. Confirmation that it was not a rumor. And yeah. until the month ago, well, two, two three weeks now, um, no one was involved in the community. 
no one guys or organizing chess tournament the decades make sure pronouncing the s in quebec the decades they were not involved they were not sitting on the table to organizing the tournament usually a weekend uh, tournament in, in here uh, in the federation it's a five round games and you can take a buy off on friday evening and still be the rest of the weekend and to play. This one, it's four rounds, which is not really an issue, okay? To be, to be fair and square, it's not a bad problem. But you can take two games by off. So for a qualification tournament, you can just play half of the game. Why? Um, okay, the rate... The description, it's slow, it's fine. The, the, the winning price is good. No problem. But why? <laughs> why last minute like that? Yeah. On top what, what, of it, we need to bring... Huh? What, why do you think? Is it one of those <laughs> events that basically the players, the people they want involved were the ones they checked in with, got this together? Like When you're not even going to talk to the locals and help set this up, you act like you don't need them. Hey, you just kneel it, okay? I know, I know. In in for now, in different nonprofit organization, getting money to set up activity, but it has to be done by this financial year, which is March thirty first. After that, they lose the money. So, is it why to they do this? I don't know. I I'm just speculate, and I don't want to accuse. No. I'm. I'm uh, maybe they got good attention. Okay, maybe at the beginning they wanted to do it something for us. Okay, maybe. I don't know. We won't be talked about. No one talked to us. And I'm involved in chess in, in here. Mm -hmm. So, and I know people were also in charge for a long time. And I thought maybe it was just me who was speaking, trying to find something to be mad. I talked to them and they were all on the same, we are all on the same page. The feeling we got is just they get money under our conditioning. They set up something with that money without us. And here it is. Half game, you can just play half game for qualification, last minute call. And we're talking of an international tournament. Right. I mean, this is not just a local club thing. It should be big. So, and it shouldn't be hurting enough that you just say hey, half game, come on in. It, it, you've got to keep your standard up. It, it's not serious, right? Kelly, yeah. I, I, I know you, you, you live for a while in, in, in Montreal. Maybe you hear that French expression, but this is for me how I can resume this. Sorry, I, I had no clue how to translate this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I only know from my, my father, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, look. Uh, I'm not. I don't want to be disrespectful. If you, if there's people who are interesting, just go. It's uh, it's soon, so you better to hurry up uh, to to rent the hotel, to find uh, your ticket, whatever it is. Uh, you want to get more information? You just go to fqechecks.qc.ca. All information are right there. Um, and Good luck with the PDF. It's it's uh, yeah, it's not uh, it's not super accessible either. So okay, 
Yeah. Well, those of you that can, go on out there and show them, hey, man, this is what the locals, how the support is, how we are here to enjoy real good chess and no matter what. that That's mm -hmm. what, how, how, how you show them and say, hey, man, we, we would have been honestly, here. Honestly, Kitty, I thought a lot of how the angle I want to talk about this. So anyways, sorry if I uh, insult or maybe disrespect anyone who's, who's maybe or in charge of this, but this is the feeling I got. This is the feeling others got. Not going to name anyone else because I don't want to put anyone in trouble, but we're not impressed. Let's take it down. Well, I mean, when there's a sharing. community of people like yourself, Matt, who are invested in the game, you're keeping up the, the coordination and the communication around chess, and then you know that this could have been promoted from a long time, at least six months ago, um, I think that there's enough reason to feel outraged. Yeah, and it leaves you with a bad taste. Yep, it is. But anyway, move on. <laughs> well, we'll put the information up on the blog, ami.ca slash kellyco, and anyone who can make the tournament, I hope, does. Uh, Want to tell us about eligible programs of study, the Quebec Perspective Scholarship? Yeah, this is amazing. So, okay, it's not only affecting our community. It doesn't matter, you know, Brian or all kind of visibility people living in Quebec. It's helping everyone. It is just great. I know, I mean, this is a reality we have in here, but I'm sure it's the same reality in different provinces, coast to coast, that uh, they're missing a lot of teachers. They're missing nurse, they're missing engineer, they're missing a lot of different uh, people in different domains. And here's what Quebec decided to start in this current year. Uh, if you're a full-time student in one of those programs, and believe me, there's a long list of different programs, or a really big list. Could be in CEGEP, could be in university. You'll get an extra bursary if you're CEGEP of 1500 after the session, 25 if you were in university. And the only deal you have to do is just succeed your classes, getting the 60%, which is, I hope, for your professional future career, you'll be more than 60. You'll be like more in close to 95, 98, because you should be passionate about. Um, and this is just an extra bursary. So you can get the, this plus the regular bursary that already there for a long time and the loan. So it's just like a five gram extra uh, per year while you do your uh, diploma. And what is great about this is I was reading through the list and there is stuff that we as a blind can do. Okay, of course, engineer might be a bit difficult or a, a, a technician to, be, to, to, to uh, repair airplane and stuff. Fair enough, that's not our strong side. But there is um, opening for a social worker, teacher, high school, primary level. There is stuff like this that we can do, that we can do. And, and honestly, we, I spoke about this. It's not easy to get jobs uh, when you're blind, especially when you're fully 100% blind. Uh, the accessibility and the adaptation are not always good or enough mm -hmm. but look they're missing so many people now mm -hmm. that I'll, I'll 
take a good faith that if you're serious, you study good, well, you and you pass your classes, you do your stage, they'll find you a job straight up. This is uh, written like on it. the contract. So wow. even if you're blind, hey, let's go, buddy. You don't yep. need, you yep. maybe don't need to have an extra side jobs to cover your expense. This yeah. plus the rest, you could easily go get like a fifteen to a twenty thousand dollars a year when you study. I mean, I know it's not like a lot of money, regardless of you know every the bit of life helps. Stuff. Yeah, every on. Matthew, we'll put it we'll put it up on the blog mi.ca slash Kelly Co. and we'll talk to you next month as we get closer to uh, playoffs and see how things look. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> how, how, how the new guy you just get? How his finger, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what's that oh what was that? Know, the, uh, i don't know i don't know i, I know family. gallagher is handy this rough many times and where is oh, yeah. now Ooh. good <laughs> question man we'll talk to you next month as we do with our community reporters with okay, uh, matthew rochette joining us from montreal lots to share with us again ami.ca slash kelly co if you want to check out what uh, what he told us about we have our monthly W. Ross McDonald School check-in in Brantford, Ontario after the break. We're checking in with Colin, and he's got some projects he wants to share with us. We'll be right back. Don't go away. There's more great conversation with Kelly and Ramya right around the corner. And Ramia, back with you here on AMI, AMI Audio, AMI TV. Thanks for joining us, however you're listening. Uh, so, Kels, all winter I haven't made soup yet. In fact, I think I made what? a soup. I know. I think I made a soup in the summer, which is ridiculous. Mm. And and I haven't made anything all winter, but now I'm craving some. So I'm about to make soup this week. Have you had soup oh. all week, winter? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Lots? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, not oh, lots. lots. I, okay. I mean, come on. I need something that fills me up, you know. but i've have i shouldn't say that because at lunches i've been really working on you know the smaller lunch kind of thing so um you know i've had to uh, soup a little bit yeah okay i know better more than more than i've yeah you do know better than that um but you know more than i've ever had it Mm -hmm. i got a giant uh, bag of potatoes so whatever soup i make is gonna have to have potatoes in it Oh, okay. My family would be proud because that was something that my parents had a heck of a time getting me to indulge in oh, the yeah? soup. Why you. would I do that? <laughs> Look at you growing up having soup. Don't want to do it too <laughs> fast, you know. You get old. Just ask right, our W. Right, Ross. Right. Our friends oh, over no. Don't let that be the transition into our conversation. Uh, <laughs> we're going to check in with our friends from W. Ross. We do this every month, and they have projects and things that they like to share specifically from the communications class so today joining us is colin who is a student in this semester's communications class with miss kayla gillen we're going to learn about some of the audio that he's been working on and had worked on in february because of black history month so colin welcome to the show hello hey hey how's it going it's going it's going okay i Awesome, man. Listen, we want to talk to you about some of the the projects you've been working on, but first tell us how you've been feeling about this semester. Uh, What have you been taking? How have you been liking your classes? Well, I've been enjoying enjoying my courses this this semester. 
definitely helping me get get to where I would like to be in the future. Amazing. Any uh, particular yeah. classes you've been enjoying? Definitely my, well, definitely my drama class, which I which Miss Glenn is also the teacher of, and then I also and also my medical science course. Ooh. Oh wow! Ooh, yeah, that sounds a lot of fun too. A lot of knowledge there. Anything else? You got to name all the Dang. classes. Yeah. yeah, if I say that, right, that's like, what, do you want me to tell you all of them? Uh, I love, I love, of course, the, the drama class stuff. But let's talk a little bit about something you guys get to do, and you particularly right now, um, every morning in February, you guys put together a morning show from the communications class, which plays for the 10 minutes before announcements and, and school officially starting. You guys, students that is, select the music and pre-record the host bits, introducing the songs and artists, then mix it all together in Reaper, practicing your recording skills, announcing skills, and editing skills all at once. So we're going to take a listen to some morning show samples here, and uh, these are hosted by you, Colin. Let's take a listen. Good morning, Debbie Ross. This is Colin Mack with your morning show. As you've probably heard on the morning shows, we've been playing songs by different black artists. Why are we doing that, you ask? Well, it's because it's Black History Month. And in the spirit of that, I'm going to play two different songs for you by two different black song artists. The first song is Standing in My Way by Charlie Pride. I'm always there wherever I am Fingers on my hand The second song I'm going to play for you is I Smile by Kirk Franklin. Good morning, W. Ross. This is Colin Mack, back with another Black History Month morning show. This time, however, I'm going to play not one, not two, but three songs. The first song is You Always Hurt the One You Love by the Mills Brothers. You always hurt the one What you just heard was No Scrubs by TLC. Now you will hear Honest I Do by Jimmy Reed. I hope you enjoyed this morning show and have a good rest of your day, Debbie Ross. What a variety. I gotta say, I was jamming out to no scrubs, but uh, this is so cool, Colin. So tell us about what your process was putting this together. You used Reaper, right? Like we mentioned. Yeah, and unlike, like, isn't unlike 
last semester uh, was my morning shows because last semester I mostly just did where I introduced myself at the start and then and then at, before each song I would just introduce that and then afterwards I do the uh, an outro. So this semester I decided for my morning shows I would mix it up, like how you especially heard in that second one where I first introduced myself and then after this first song immediately went to the second song and I then but then I also then in men reference the second song after it played yeah yeah I loved your DJing skills you know um the the personality as well as the song choices now did you go out researching for some of these songs did you talk to yeah, each other yeah actually I, I I found it myself I I went on Google and I found this site. I, I don't remember the name of it. I apologize that. And then, or and I or was listed like top one hundred black song artists. Mm, mm-hmm. And and then I re- and then I looked them up on YouTube. And then and and of course, because for school, I I also made sure to try and find clean versions. Oh, so important <laughs> for radio. Uh, did yeah. you have, what did you enjoy the most? Did you enjoy doing the announcing, editing, putting to the, the songs in together, the prep for all of this? What do you think you enjoyed the most? I just, I just enjoyed the creative freedom aspect to it. Okay. Cause, yeah. Cause of That's how awesome. I, as I remember mentioned when I was on like a few months ago about how I have my own YouTube channel, so it's it's good practice. I feel like it's good practice for when I do my editing for my YouTube videos. Yeah, no, that's such yeah. a good point. You know, I also branding yourself. Yeah, you also. Yeah, and I also, yeah, and also my also uh, I I ended up taking this communications course this semester because I because I thought it'd be good for my speaking skills right since i of course being on the spectrum so i'm working working on my speaking skills speech very good and i appreciate that yeah me too and i think that's the best thing and there's so many things like that that are out there and i think finding out hey this is going to be good to help me in the long run and for other reasons so really smart and really good colin can we now feature some of the black history month uh some tidbits that were put together by different students and we're going to start with you colin let's uh, go to this first one on haven germa hayden germa was the first deafblind graduate from harvard law school she is a respected author and speaker. Hayden is a disability rights attorney who has made it her mission to advocate for equal opportunities for everyone. Hayden is featured on our Black History Month board by the Student Center. So Colin, who found that information and and put it up on the board? And I'm assuming you put your own read together that you were doing right there that we just got to hear. Uh, I know what I was. They were. I recorded myself reading, reading off the email that I got from a skill with with that. And but when I, you're talking about like the board in front of the student center, I don't know. I don't really know who put it up there. All I know is that I got you know, the email from a skill with that, with what I wow. with that information, and then I recorded myself on from my iPad 
for through voicemails on my iPad, and then I mm-hmm. e- emailed it to myself from my iPad to my from my PSB, and then right school email, and I and I and then I got it off one of the computers since I don't have my own laptop, so I have to use one of the other computers for for Reaper. Okay. Wow, well, that these- is great. These remind me of last year when we talked about the heritage minutes that uh, students put together, which was so fun. There was so much cool information about people who went to W. Ross, spaces at W. Ross, and um, this is kind of giving me that throwback vibe. But let's go to a couple more of these Black History tidbits. This one is about Claudia Gordon, and it was created by or recorded by Braden. Claudia Gordon was the first black deaf female lawyer in the United States. She is a trailblazer, advocate, and leader who has dedicated her career to helping others. Claudia was President Obama's key advisor on all issues relating to disability. Claudia is featured on our Black History Month board in the Student Center. Fantastic. Awesome. We're learning so much. Yeah, can, I, can I just mention, yeah. I'd like... I- on, an, on the other, on my classmates' behalf, I'd like to apologize in their absence, since like I was the only one that either seemingly was able to make it here. No so problem. Yeah, I'll make sure next time to see if it. I see if I can maybe have at least like one or two of them at least like oh, come, yeah. come to. Yeah, you're rep- and you're re- you're representing well, Colin. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. You're doing yeah. great. I want to move on to the next one you've got, though. Uh, the last Black History tidbit is about Lincoln Alexander, put together by Senyo. Lincoln Alexander, born January 21st, 1922, became the first Black member of Parliament in 1968. He entered running as a Conservative member for Hamilton West. In 1985, he was sworn in as Ontario's 24th Lieutenant Governor. As Lieutenant Governor, Alexander was able to take an active role in the multicultural affairs of Ontario. That's awesome. Cool. And that meant a lot to me, Colin, because I had the opportunity to meet Lincoln Alexander when I was at W. Ross and we took a class trip to Queen's Park that many years back when he first uh, um, had the assignment. So absolutely tremendous. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you guys learned a lot uh, putting these together and all the different ways that you've recognized and celebrated Black History Month. And we're learning a lot just with these audio clips, which I love, by the way. I love that there's information in in audio being shared through the school. And Colin, we're going to wrap here shortly. But before we do, we wanted to play a shout out to the beach party taking place tonight. Hey, W. Ross. There will be a beach party on Tuesday, March 7th in the Student Center from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. for grades 7 and up. The admission is free. We will be selling snacks and drinks. There will be a prize for the best tropical outfit. Brought to you by Student Council. me in for the beach party in the middle of the winter. (laughs) Colin, thank you so much for hanging out with us, man. We appreciate it. And I'll make sure to bring friends next time. All right. All right. Counting on you. I'm pretty good. Like, like my father, I am pretty good at nagging people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A good skill. 
Pass those skills down. Uh, Colin is one of the students at the communications class at W. Ross McDonald's School in Brantford, Ontario. He joined us for our check-in this month. And stay tuned next month for more from those students. After the break, we're talking parenting with Lucia Belafonte. She's bringing on a special guest to illustrate the impact that supportive, kind parenting has in a practical sense. We'll be back. This is Kelly and Romia. It's fun, insightful, and inclusive. Kelly and Ramya return in a minute. I wonder if the pool's going to be used during the beach party at W. Ross McDonald. <laughs> Can you imagine putting all the sand out if they did that? Yes. Uh, or worse, removing it. Putting it out uh, isn't so bad. It's the removing if you I did know. that. I <laughs> know. Wave pool? I don't know. I just... I think that that facility would be great to have a beach party at. You could uh, get a lot of people. It's a pretty big deck at the mm -hmm. school, and you could really have some real fun in there doing that. I, I just love all the great ideas. Like, it's just so wonderful know. to keep people excited and having a lot of fun at the school. Um, really, fedoras off them because it's so hard when you're at a residential school like that to just keep coming up with things. And I love so many of the things that are done now. That we didn't do at the time. We had our own things, but so many of them that not only have cultural relevance, importance yes. to, to society and community, but you can do them in so many fun ways. I mean, I would have loved being able to create audio content as part of a school program uh, as those guys get to do now. So absolutely tremendous. Really love it. Um, we have our parenting segment today with a guest. So let's welcome in Lucia Belafonte. cry a little? Join me, Lucia Belafonte, as we explore how disability can affect your parenting journey. I'll share advice and stories to help you grow in confidence and courage. So we mentioned that uh, Lucia has a special guest on the program today who's going to help illustrate the impact that supportive and kind parenting can have in that practical sense. Uh, Lucia, welcome back to the show, and we're excited to know, who's our guest today? Ah, thank you. I'm so excited to be here, and our guest is one of my former students. Um, his name is Gavin O'Sullivan. He graduated high school six years ago, and he is now an entrepreneur, a musician, and a new author. Woohoo! Awesome. That's Holy fun. cow. That's I a know, lot in six is. years. That's a lot. Yeah, is. isn't that great? Wow. He also plays soccer once in a while. Just saying. <laughs> I hear he's good at it too. That's what I heard. Yeah, he's quite good. So, shall we start with this conversation? I'm really curious. I've read the book, and I say everybody should read the book. Really nice, Gavin. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little about what the book is about. Not sure if we can hear Gavin. Mm, I'm not hearing him. I know we were having some problems. Okay. Well, we'll wait on uh, getting yeah, we'll Gavin's see. audio figured out. But in the meantime, maybe, Lucia, you can tell us a little bit about uh, the book until Gavin gets here. Absolutely. I would be happy to. So I got to read it myself, of course. And I actually posted one saying that it's a great read for parents and also um, teens. Um because it talks about Gavin's life. It's a memoir, talks about his struggles, how he actually lost his vision, because Gavin lost his vision through two accidents. 
And I remember when I first started uh, working with Gavin. So I'm going to just chat a little bit because I would really sure. love for him to be able to share about his book. So I'll tell you my my experience with Gavin. I knew that he had been a young man who had lost his sight through an accident. But that's really all I knew as his itinerant vision teacher. And, you know, I didn't want to pry. But after working with him for almost a year, one day we were talking about some things and I said, well, do you mind sharing with me? You don't have to, but if you want what had actually happened. And so what impressed me so much about Gavin was that he shared how he lost his sight through two accidents that were caused by two friends of his. And there was no anger, no resentment, um, no remorse, no, he, he just was such an incredible the way he presented his story was just so lovely and that it's like something that happened. And so you have to move on with life. He mm -hmm. wasn't angry at mm -hmm. all. And I remember saying to him, Gavin, I just, you know, this is so lovely. How, how can you be like this? And he goes, miss, what's the point of being upset or angry with them? It won't bring my vision back. So I better just focus on the future. Exactly. Wow. And, wow. I and, and I, and I think that's what really does say a lot, Gavin, as to you, know, you, this person who could settle back, sit down, write a book and accomplish so much that we're all sitting here saying, wow, can you tell us about the book and welcome to the show? Yes, thanks so much. Thanks for having me here today. So my book, Blind Hope, is, a, is my memoir. It's about how I struggled with sight loss, my health scare, and also that also led to depression as well. So at age six, I got hit inside my left eye with the slingshot and the lollipop stick. And it was a terrible accident. I got angry at first, but I didn't allow that to stop me from shining and being myself. And at age 12 also, I got hit with the football by playing sighted football in Jamaica, where I'm from. and. It was a terrible accident. I started losing my sight around age 13. And last year, <laughs> to write my book, and so it can be motivational. Because um, also in 2019, I was diagnosed with transverse myelitis, which is the acute version of MS. And it, I was almost close to being paralyzed. And I was in the hospitals so many times, and I was going through depression. So this book, Blind Hope, is to motivate persons who are going through similar situations. Mm -hmm. And I just want to encourage someone over there today. Thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, Lucia, Gavin, you, Lucia, you had some questions. I did. Gavin, thank yes. you so much for being with us and for sharing your story. I wanted to get no you problem. to please share with the audience specifically how your mom supported you emotionally throughout your life. My mom supported me emotionally by encouraging me with kind words, wisdom, um, trying to be my best self at all times, being being independent and trying to aim for my goals. And I really appreciate appreciate her being there and being that shoulder that I can lean on and that person that I can get that help that I need when I'm done or going through um depression or something. She's always there for me and I really appreciate her for that. Mm -hmm. 
And Gavin, you and your mom went through a lot together, right? Like your your vision, uh, your first accident with your eyesight, then your second one, and then what you talked about right. last year going through. You also traveled from Jamaica to Canada and had to re like adapt your lifestyle to to being here. Yes. So talk about this most recent one, being at the hospital. How did your mom help with that? Um, being at the hospital, my mom. Um, that when I was diagnosed with transverse myelitis, being mm -hmm. at the hospital, um, she was there like every morning at 5 a.m. before she headed off to work as, because she basically started working at 8 a.m. So she's always there at 5 a.m. in the morning, making sure that I'm uh, having my breakfast, take a shower, shave, because at the time I couldn't move my leg, my hands or nothing. So she was just making sure that I'm okay before she headed off to work. And mm -hmm. I'm really grateful for that um, support from her, and uh, that's what our parents should do. You know, no matter if she's late for work, she's going to make sure that I'm okay. Wow, she sounds special, man. And yeah. and you yourself, as we're talking, yes. we're 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 learning a lot about yourself. Now, I got to say, writing a book is a huge undertaking. Right. So, what helped you accomplish right. that goal? What helped me to accomplish my book is things that I've been through throughout my life, and. Um, persons who are, you know, going through um, sight loss, um, who are going through depression, who are going through maybe some medical condition. And I decided that last year I'm going to finish writing my book because when I look back, I realized um, a person, my friends or family member are going through similar situations. And I want to motivate someone, encourage someone, inspire someone who are you know, down, depressed, or need somebody to talk to. And this is what my book is all about. In, and it's not all about my life, but also to motivate someone. Mm -hmm. And I must say thank you to my mother for being there, because when, <laughs> when I'm stuck, she's always pushing me and saying that a house is not built in one day. It takes step by step, and I really appreciate that saying. Mm -hmm. Wow, sounds like some strength in that family. <laughs> Thank you so I wanted to say, isn't that wonderful? So for, for parents listening out there, I think this is such an important segment because it shows us in a practical sense how our parenting can and does affect um, our children. And it's wonderful when we can affect them in a, in a positive way and encourage them to fulfill their dreams, even when they come across right. obstacles. Yes, yes, that's true. That's very true. And I want to say um, thank you so much to Miss Lucia for being there when I just migrated to Canada in 2014. She has been there when I just started writing my book. And since last year, I was going to um, issue editing and publishing my book, and I reached out to her, and she's like, don't worry, I can assist you, and I really appreciate that. Wow. Oh my goodness. Well, so so, so was Lucia Lucia, were you one of the people to help read up and give you know suggestions or or one of those first that actually got got a look at it? Ah, so I got to read it um once it was completed and I helped Gavin with some editing and then formatting and uploading, uh re-uploading back to Amazon where his book book is available for anyone to buy. Um and that was my Great. role and I think encouragement. Like I said, um you know, Gavin is very near and dear to my heart, and he's a lovely human being. So yeah. everyone should read that book. Yes, yeah, you should. 
Yeah, you should. It's really great, and it's very digestible. It's not super long. And Gavin, you you know talked directly about so many of your experiences uh, and the right. people who've been there for you, and also how you kind of made it through some things. And I wanted to talk. I, I'm not sure if you were here when I mentioned that you play soccer. So you and I play soccer together, and uh, right. one of your accidents, you know, directly had to do with soccer, right? Like having the the soccer ball at your face. Yes which made your eyesight um, de de deplete. And I'm curious about like how you went back to soccer. So going through an accident and then uh, at one point deciding that you're going to re-enter the game and play as a, right. as a blind person, how did that happen? So um, I, got, sorry, I got hit inside my left, uh, my right eye basically with the soccer ball in Jamaica. And that's when I started losing my sight around age 12. 13 and since a year or two ago I did heard about um, blind soccer and I decided that since I love playing sports I might as well go back and do something that I enjoy right, <laughs> right. So and something you know <laughs> yeah. yeah and something you know so you slid right in so that's how come he's so good at it that's right he's going uh, all in now he's not holding back anymore secret. <laughs> no, he's telling. He's telling. He's telling his uh, secret. Good heavens, man! Oh, that's wonderful. And I, I've heard athletes say that because if you like your sport, you know that's right. one of the, you. You could get hurt in it. And what are you going to do? Get back up on the horse, as the old saying is, right? You're going to get back in it because yeah. it's what you know and what makes you feel good. And that's that's wonderful. Um, Lucia, anything Definitely. that you want to give us in closing on this particular subject? Uh, so I, in closing, I just wanted to say thank you to Gavin for sharing part of his story with us today. I appreciate that you're here. Um, and then just a reminder to parents, like, you know, um, Gavin is, is like the perfect example of someone who can speak to the kindness and the wisdom and the support of uh, a parent and how that affects one one's life positively from the time that you're young into um, adulthood and beyond. So for all the parents out there, be kind and supportive to your kids. Wow. And, and, and the role of educators. And, and that's yes, it. And you're yeah. lucky when you have, you're lucky you. when you have one or both of these situations, educator yes. and uh, Gavin, I'm sure you'll say the same educator and parent, yeah. you know, having one, two that are spectacular is amazing. So thank you. I really appreciate both both my mom and Miss Lucia for being a part of this journey. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I, I'm curious, did you have, and I know probably mentioned in the book, when you were talking earlier, you just said about how tough sometimes it was to obviously not be angry. You know, that was something yeah. you knew, hey, man, I'm moving on. But those difficult moments, whether it's adjusting being in Canada, Toronto, or to learning all the things you had to as, as your vision depleted. Was there moments yes, that uh, was real tough? Yes, there were moments were really tough. Like I was so depressed, um, you know, it, like some bad moments. I told I was done, depressed. Didn't want to talk to anyone. Locked away and stuff. And you know, it was a dark, dark time for me. And I decided that I'm gonna go out and speak to someone. You know, don't don't just like stay inside the house and locked away from everyone go and speak to someone because that's the best thing to do right mm -hmm. talk to someone about your situation and that's how i get to overcome that and move on with my life
because there's more and <laughs> you know you don't want to be locked away and don't achieve your goals so <laughs> and speaking of goals like you know you do a lot you tend to keep very occupied with your uh music and taking different courses and computing what are yeah. you at, doing at the moment I'm at the moment I'm working on my um book my t-shirt uh, my stay strong t-shirt um I'm hopefully I can have it online soon but uh, I have my t-shirt line stay strong just to motivate persons because since I was going through that tough time in 2019 I decided that I'm going to print a t-shirt mm-hmm. in black and gold with stay strong to motivate persons out there and right wow. now I'm working on music as well so <laughs> that's part nice. of it I enjoy playing the piano and and Gavin I very quickly where can we get the yes. book Amazon tell us where. Um, yeah sure you can find my book on Amazon by looking up Blind Hope by Gavin O'Sullivan or Blind Hope by Gavin. <laughs> It'll come up, yeah. So free to check it out yeah. Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for making time. Uh, Lucia, thank you for bringing Gavin on to the show. Oh, you're so welcome. It was my pleasure. Yes. Nice to chat with all of you today. Thank yes, you, guys. Sure thank you so much. And uh, kick that ball around real well and give it a good kick for me. Uh, (laughs) We talk parenting with Lucia on the program once a month and a really wonderful segment. Check out the book. We will wrap up. Oh, again, this is your job. Why am I doing Uh, your work? It's all right. You like to work hard. You like to work hard. Gavin motivated you. That's fine. And we'll step aside. We'll come back, wrap up the show, find out what's coming up on Now with Dave Brown on tomorrow's show and tomorrow on our show. We'll be right back. We'll be back with more of Kelly and Ramya after this short break. Welcome back as we wrap up today's Tuesday edition of Kelly and Ramya. We've had so much beautiful talk on today's show that I think we should revisit some of them. So if you're keen to go to check out our podcast, you have something to remember. Kelly, why don't you start? I want to talk about our community reporter, Matthew Rochette. Um, When you get in telling us about things going on, and today he spoke about the chess tournament coming up uh, in in Montreal for low vision and blind chess players, um, this is a sport the man loves, and we got to hear him talk a little bit about some of the foibles of knowing it's coming up and these breakdowns that we sometimes see in when we get to know about something. And there's times I've shaken my head because I don't understand, well, why wouldn't we share that? Or how come that information wasn't... He gets into expressing how he feels as someone who loves it and only finding out recently that this tournament is going to happen now. With that, he tries also to express to us, it's going to be a good time. If you want to go see it, you'll enjoy it. But Ramya, I really think people, especially in our community, need to take a listen because there are so many of those moments that we have, and after hearing Gavin speak too, that you get kind of frustrated over certain things we don't understand. Um, what is the reason that? And, and I, we asked him to speculate a little bit. Uh, obviously, he doesn't have certain answers, but I really appreciated hearing him speak openly, honestly, but also trying to not discourage about the event because he's not at all suggesting it's not going to be a great event or a good time. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you do listen, check it out. Um, But I think it was a really nice way he navigated but also promoted the event. But also you heard the disappointment on something that tends to happen to us a lot, 
last minute information that makes you end up hurrying and and it can frustrate and discourage and uh, you, you know he was trying to say please don't be discouraged but it is discouraging so I, I thought that was really nice honesty and openness and, and he navigated it well so uh, take a listen especially if you like chess and maybe want to check that out in Montreal mm -hmm. we also did a deep dive into the <laughs> the uh, daylight savings concept with Francis Wong mm -hmm. on our wellness mm -hmm. segment that was really fun and informative convo yeah. because uh, of the history of daylight savings whether it's working for us or not and also you know who's going to change first who's going to ditch it and uh, it seems like we're all kind of contingent, at least speaking for provinces in Canada, contingent on other people getting on board first. It seems to be kind of blowing up, though, this uh, suggestion of getting rid of daylight savings altogether. And well, uh, she... I think it'll happen, but wow. I yeah. love the fact that, what was it, July 1st, Canada did it on Canada Day to, uh, 1908. Why Canada Day? What the middle yeah, of the year? Yeah, kind of ridiculous, but uh -oh. hey. She, she told us a lot. Also, tomorrow's show, now with Dave Brown, 9 a.m. Eastern time with Dave Brown and the gang. They'll have lots coming your way. Paul Daniels, one of the producers, and he's here to give us a bit of a preview of the Wednesday show. Hello, Paul. Hello, Ramya. On tomorrow's show, we will speak with Emily Shavers of True Faces, an online website that helps people with disabilities connect with one another. Lena Kassanavichus, our community reporter in Halifax, will give us the details about how one can apply to be a youth poet laureate for the Halifax Regional Municipality. And as we all know, over the weekend, uh, a giant left the stage with the passing of Judith Heumann, uh, the, so, the person recognized as the mother of the disability rights, movement, disability rights movement in the United States. And so we'll take a few moments tomorrow to remember her enormous contribution and her legacy. Um, AMI had the pleasure on a couple of occasions to actually interview Ms. Human. So we'll be playing some excerpts from those interviews. Oh, I appreciate that time spent, uh, Paul, because we know how hard it is to lose advocates, to lose people who are so big in the game. Their footprints are so hard to fill. Thank you so much. Thank you. Paul Daniel, one of the producers on Now with Dave Brown. Catch them 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-TV. And they're also available on podcasts like our show. Uh, they talked about Emily Shavers coming on from True Faces. Well, we have an entrepreneurship chat tomorrow. Uh, Bi-weekly, we've been checking in with Kevin Shaw. And tomorrow, you know, we've been kind of um, uh, sequencing up to this point, talking sales and all of that stuff. Advertisements may seem like a real easy way to promote your business, but they're not the only way. There's a lot more to marketing than just promoting. So we'll talk more about that with him. We also know what Netflix has done recently in uh, restricting people sharing, but... Are Canadians done with streaming services? Mr. Greg David from our communications department, he joins us tomorrow to discuss more on this topic. Lovely. All that more on tomorrow's show. Thank you, Kelly. We'll catch you tomorrow as well. Gotcha. And it's International Women's Day tomorrow, so hopefully you can celebrate and recognize the women we will be. Uh, I'm Ramia Amuthan. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.